go to verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 29. And look what it says there. It says, These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, beside the covenant which He made with them in Horeb. And Moses called unto all Israel and said unto them, Ye have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, unto Pharaoh and unto all the servants and unto all the land. He's like, alright, now you saw everything that happened. Okay? And then he said, The great temptation which thine eyes have seen, the signs and those great miracles. You guys saw all these things, okay? And then in verse 4, he says, Yet the Lord hath not given you an heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. So think about all the things that the children of Israel saw when they came out of Egypt. Think about all the things they saw those 40 years in the wilderness. And here we are in Deuteronomy. They're just about to cross over to Jordan. But notice how you know God mentions that God didn't give you a heart to perceive. He didn't give them ears to hear, you know, eyes to see. All right? and, then notice, and then jump to verse 29. It says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and our children forever that we may do all the works of this law. We need things to be revealed to us. And there's many ways that God reveals things to us. And I believe here in verse 4, we see just kind of three things. How God gives us a heart to perceive, ears to hear, and eyes to see. So this, let's look at this first part here for a minute. This heart to perceive. Alright? And what, you know, what does that word perceive mean? And to perceive, it means to have knowledge or receive impressions of external objects through the medium or instrumentality of the senses or bodily organs as to perceive light or color, to perceive the cold or ice, or the taste of honey. So in other words, you know, to perceive something is basically to just, you know, really have a full understanding and to, um, you know, and to have a real confidence in it. All right. I mean, you, have you ever maybe been told something and something just seemed off? You know, it just, it didn't seem right. You know, you, it didn't, you didn't perceive the truth was being told. Something felt wrong, okay? And so, what I want to talk about tonight, we're going to look at a couple other definitions of words here in a minute. I want to talk about, you know, should we follow our instincts with people? All right? How many of you have ever just felt like something was wrong before? Maybe you met somebody, I feel like something's wrong. Something seems a little bit off, you know? And, uh, and you know, it, part of that is perception, and, you know, you often hear uh, women talk about, you know, women's intuition. All right, we've heard of that before. You know, an intuition, it's basically a looking on or, um, or a sight or view, but restricted to mental view or perception. Particularly and appropriately, the act by which the mind perceives the agreement or disagreement of two ideas or the truth of things immediately or the moment they are presented without the intervention of other ideas or without reasoning and deduction. All right? So basically what this is saying here, that women's intuition, women often, they will just see something and they just feel like it's wrong. Okay? You know, and guys, we, we have a little bit of that too, but you know, we're more factual on things. You know, we want the facts. You know, women kind of go off the emotion. And a lot of times though, that emotion is right. I had a preacher tell me one time, you know, he said, and this is the way you put it, he said, you know, you need to trust your creepometer. Yeah, and, you know, and he mentioned, you know, and, and, you know, you need to listen to your wife on some of those things. You know, they have that, 
you know, intuition. He's like, that's something that God gave us, you know, to help us to watch out for things and be careful. Okay. But at the same time, we've been talking about righteous judgment for the last several weeks, haven't we? And have you ever just gotten really creeped out by somebody? But, you know, is it okay to hold that against them? You know, and, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, we all do that, don't we? You know, we all make judgments based on impressions. We often just kind of go off our instincts. You know, in the definition of instinct, a certain power or disposition of mind by which independent of all instruction or experience, without deliberation, without having any end in view, Animals are unerringly directed to do spontaneously whatever is necessary for the preservation of the individual or the continuation of the kind, such in the human species is the instinct of sucking exerted immediately after birth and that of insects in depositing their eggs in situations most favorable for hatching. So we all, we all have instincts that are just kind of natural. We all have some perception, okay? And I, I, I do believe... Some people don't have hardly any. We see in Deuteronomy how God gives that to us. And God can withhold that from us. But at the same time, you know, what do we do whenever we get creeped out? We've been creeped out here before. Y'all remember when the one guy came that uh, everybody's gaydar was going off, you know? And it was just like, you know, what do we do? <laughs> you know, you, you can't just throw somebody out because you're creeped out by it, right? But at the same time, Okay, what if we're right? You know, and in that case, we were right. You know, uh, when, when it came to him. And thankfully, you know, he, we got rid of him real easy. You know, I just had a, one little thing about, against homosexuals and he was gone and uh, we, never, we never saw him again. But, um, you, know, but, you know, would it have been appropriate for us when he introduced himself in church for me to just been like, my instincts are telling me to throw you out. <laughs> what if I'd have been wrong? You know, that would have been terrible. You know, we can't, do, we can't do that with somebody. But, you know, but how many of us have ever been creeped out by somebody and we allowed that feeling to, feeling to dictate, you know, how we felt about them, whether or not we would do business with them? Okay? I've done that before. Okay? I've gone into stores before looking at products. And I was at a Walmart one time looking at a product, and the guy came up to me, I mean, just flaming, you know what, and he had all these, you know, pins on him, gay pride, gay this, gay that. Without saying goodbye, without saying farewell, I turned around and I walked away. Right in his, the middle of his sentence. Alright, you know, total discrimination right there, alright? I'm allowed to do that as a customer, I think. I don't think they've made that illegal yet, but I don't know. They, they, they might, but, you know, yeah, it, but what about, you know, and that case was obvious. The guy was wearing it all over his vest, all right? But what about when it's just your instincts, your intuition? You know, what if we misjudge someone? Are we asking for trouble? Is God going to be mad at us? You know, what if some guy wants to date your daughter and you're getting the pervert vibe from him? You ever got the pervert vibe from somebody, okay? You know, and we're just convinced that guy's a pervert, you know? But should we call the cops on them? You know, just because we're getting that vibe. And whether we admit it or not, we all do this. And we've all gotten bad impressions from people. It's affected how we treated them. And, you know, if I may speak from man's wisdom for a second, I will say that you should pay attention to things like that. I think you should. 
listen, pay attention to your creepometer when it goes off, you know? I think you should listen to your wife and her women's intuition. I think we'd all agree it's foolish to just ignore those things, you know, and just not even care or not even worry about it. So, uh, you know, perception, all right? It's basically what we see here in Deuteronomy says, yea, the Lord hath not given you and heart to perceive. Perception, really, it's following the heart. Now, that's going to scare you because you all know how I feel about following the heart. We all know what Jeremiah says about, you know, Jeremiah 17, you know, the heart is deceitful above all and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, how does this work? How do we follow the heart? So, you, you all ever just sit and just ponder on these things and think about these things, you know? And it's something I've been thinking about for a while and I've been doing some study on it. But let me show you a few things from the Bible because the first thing we need to do if we're going to, uh, you know, follow our instincts all right, and, and have righteous judgment at the same time. Because I can, I can tell you plenty of times that I have met people, I have been disturbed by something, but it was, you know, it wasn't enough that I'm going to just go and, you know, bring the hammer down on somebody. But then later, after, you know, I, I ended up finding out, man, I was right. My first impression was right. Your first impression usually is right on things. And so look at Mark chapter 8 and verse 17. So the first thing you've got to do, if you want to make sure you judge righteously when it comes to following your instincts, is you've got to make sure your heart's right with God. Because notice here in Deuteronomy chapter 29, God said He didn't give them a heart to perceive. Okay? If, it's, if it's God that gives it, if it's the secret things that belong to God, we need to ask Him to give us those things. We live in a world that's full of perverts, it's full of liars, it's full of false prophets. There's deceivers all over the place. And I don't know about you, I don't want to be led astray by these people. I don't want to be deceived. So I need the Lord to give me that perceptive heart. And so I need to make sure my heart is right with God. Look what it says in Mark chapter 8 and verse 17. It, um, where did I get to put that scripture at? Got it in my notes here somewhere. Well, I'm just going to have to turn there. I can't find it. Mark chapter 8 and verse 17. It says, And when Jesus knew it, He said unto them, Why reason ye? Because ye have no bread. Perceive ye not, neither understand. Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes ye see not, and having ears ye hear not, and do ye not remember? And then he brings up when he breaks the five loaves, okay? But he's telling, you know, can, can you all not get what's going on here? How is it that you all are missing the message? How is it that you're not able to perceive this? Is something wrong with your heart? How is it that you can't see? How is it that you can't hear? Something is wrong with you spiritually. The fact that you're in this situation and you don't know what to do, you don't know what the message is, is because there's something wrong. And many times, you know, have you ever seen that person, you know, maybe that woman that enters a relationship and you're like, man, that guy is a creep. What is wrong with her? I can see right through that guy. I can see that he's bad news. Why can't she see it? Or why can't he see it if it's some girl that's bad news? You know, whenever you, you see people that are listening to certain preachers, it's like, how does anybody listen to that? You know why? It's because something's wrong with their heart. They have no perception. They don't have eyes that they can see with. They don't have ears that they can hear with. And so, as a result, they end up doing a lot of stupid things that you and I, you know, there's just some things we can't handle. Okay? You know, most of us, 
If we go and we listen, we went to a church and the guy's preaching, you got to be baptized to go to heaven, which I've been there before. It bothers you greatly. How many of you have ever been in a service before and you heard some preaching and you're just like, man, something's just feeling wrong in my gizzard. All right. You know, there's this, there's something, I mean, you know, and it mentions that in the definition of perception, it talks about the bodily organs. It's like, this just doesn't feel right. This makes my stomach hurt. This brings my heart pain. You know, this, it's like you literally can feel something is wrong with the message. You ever been there before? Well, that's a real thing. That's something that God has put inside of us. But at the same time, we have to be careful because Jeremiah 17 says, the heart is deceitful above all and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So if I'm going to perceive, that is kind of following the heart. So how do I know when to do it? Because my heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. And so as Christians, we've got to learn to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay? But at the same time, I'm going to show you there are times, and here's how you can tell the difference. I'm going to show you how to tell the difference of when to follow the heart and when not to follow the heart. Because there are times that we should. Okay? And so, because lost people often make good judgments because, through perception because God has given us some natural instincts that are good. Okay? Well, turn to Proverbs chapter 1. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 1. Let me show you a few verses there. Proverbs chapter 1. See, because, you know, it mentioned in that one definition, even animals, they have natural instincts. And what are those natural instincts there for? They're there for self-preservation, okay? All of us in here today, you know, if we were to stand at the edge of a cliff, we're not going to jump off, okay? Most of us probably couldn't make ourselves do it. I mean, think about how easy it is, physically speaking, to kill yourself. I mean, all you'd have to do tonight when you're driving home is just pull your car into oncoming traffic. You know how much effort it takes to do that? But do you think you could do it? No. Not unless something is very, very wrong. You know, I, I think a lot of stuff with suicide is demonic. That's, that's another thing for another day. But Proverbs 1, 1 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, and to the young men, knowledge and discretion. You know, wisdom, it, get, you know, it helps us to perceive things. It helps us perceive what's right and wrong. And something that God has put in us that is in our body is a survival instinct. And there are many instincts that we have as people that are good. Okay, for example... It is completely natural and it is completely normal for you to protect those that you love. Okay? Have you ever, I mean, mom, some of the things that a mom will do for her kid, okay, that aren't really safe. I remember one time we were uh, leaving a restaurant and we had, our kids were real little then. I was carrying like two kids. I had a, a car seat in one hand. I remember there's another lady leaving the store too. Same thing. And she, or she was leaving the restaurant. She had like, uh, she was holding a car seat in one hand. And she's kind of holding the hand of another kid. Well, all of a sudden, she let go of that kid for a second. And the kid just bolted for the road. That mom immediately puts down the kid in the car seat and runs out in the middle of the road. Didn't even look for traffic that was coming. And cars were driving by pretty fast on that road. She didn't even look to see if any cars were coming. You know what? Her kid was running out in the road. And then, 
She went and she ran out in the middle of the road, grabbed the kid by one arm, lifted him in the air with one arm, and spanked him as she is pulling him out of the road. Okay? And it, it was great. I mean, thankfully, no cars were coming. Okay? Now, that was, she was following her heart at that moment. Okay? Her child was running out into the street. Her child is stupid. And her child needs to get spanked because getting hit by a car hurts way worse than getting spanked by mom. But he's too young and ignorant to know that. So she's got, it was, it was just natural instinct kicking it. You know, the spanking and everything. Okay? I mean, that is what, that is what parents do. You know, moms, you know, they'll fight men if they have to to protect their child. I've seen, I, I saw a, a video one time where a guy tried to steal a car in a gas station and there was a baby in the car seat and the mom jumps up on the hood of the car. What's she going to do when the guy's driving off? She doesn't care. Her kid's in that car and her natural instincts kicked in and she's going to protect her young and she jumped on the hood of that car and the guy's like trying to make up. She's hanging on and won't get up. And finally, the guy gets up and he runs out of the car. And I think he realized, oh man, there's a kid in here and there's an angry mom on the hood of this car. I'm dead meat. And his natural instincts kicked in and he did the wise thing and he ran away. Because I'm telling you, I know men are stronger than women, but an angry mom is scary. Even in the animal kingdom, I've been scared by animals that I, I could take, but man, they, they convinced me that they could take me in the way that they acted. That is, that is natural. God put that in us. And so there's a lot of things that we are just naturally going to you know, stay away from. We, have, we just have those natural instincts. And um, you know, lost people have those. You don't have to be saved to have those things. You know, we have that survival instinct. There's things that we just don't want to do because we don't want to get hurt. We don't like pain. And your heart is going to tell you not to do certain things. It's going to tell you not to jump off the cliff and, you know, and, and to do some of the crazy things that you know, people do when they're drunk, when they're on drugs. Okay? All this stuff going on too, when you hear about parents killing their kids and things like that, these people are usually on drugs, okay? Because that is an unnatural thing to do that. And when the heart is dangerous, okay? The heart is dangerous when it comes to our base sin nature, okay? That's, and that's what we've got to learn to tell the differences. There are many things that are good that are in our best interest to get right. For example, eating. It is a natural instinct to eat. Babies know how to eat. From the time they're born, it's a natural instinct. That is what they want to do. But because we are fallen, there are things that our sin nature desires, but those are things that God has specifically told us not to do. Okay, There's lusts and things that people deal with, and we need to stay away from those things. Turn over to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? These are these bad things that will bring us harm. These are things that our heart tells us will bring us joy. But God has told us, no, these things won't bring us joy. Okay? These things aren't about survival instincts, stuff like that that's normal. And then it says, 
Uh, for the flesh lust is against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would, but if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, all of those things, we're not going to go through each one of them. These are things that we, we have to tell ourselves not to do. We have to tell ourselves not to hate people. We have to tell ourselves not to get angry. But you know, there are some things, I don't think these are necessarily works of the flesh that are unnatural. When you have people doing things like cutting themselves, abusing themselves, you know, the perversion, the homosexuality, you don't have to tell people not to do that. People know not to do that. Okay, well, why do people do it? Drugs, demon possession, and those who've just been given over to a reprobate mind. Okay, God has taken away that good perception that they had, those good instincts that they've had, and they are living a life now of destruction and misery. Okay, so you can see though how we see in the Bible it talks about you know perceiving things, perceiving things in our heart, but at the same time we see other times when it's telling us the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. So how do we know when to follow our heart, when not to follow our heart? You know, we should follow our heart when it comes to the natural instincts that God gave that are good. The survival instincts, the protecting those that you love, things like that. But at the same time, we've got to learn to avoid those works of the flesh that go against us. And so I say all this to say that, you know, when it comes to, you know, that those creeped out feelings we get, okay, when you get creeped out by somebody, it's because your natural instincts that are good are kicking in, okay? For example, you know, there's been times, you know, and, and, it, and it's, your, it's literally your bodily organs that tell you these things, all right? I mean, have you ever smelled somebody and you knew something was wrong? All right? I mean, and even too, uh, listen, I, I like, I'm, you know, I'm all for perfume. My wife wears perfume. But have you ever just, some women, it's like, when you smell their perfume, it's like they're trying to attract attention, Okay? And, you know, and women are usually better at catching this than others. But, you know, I mean, I've been around before where my wife, she's told me, watch out for that woman. All right. Nobody here in the church, nobody in the church. But I mean, my wife regularly, her instincts will like kick in on somebody and she's like warning me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I, I know. I, now, now, what is that? OK, her natural instincts are kicking in and it's your natural instinct to be protective and jealous of your spouse. Okay, that's just natural. That's normal. And so she's going to notice these things. All right. And, you know, and her senses are going to start firing off and, and going nuts and her women's intuition is going to kick in. And, uh, you know, and yeah, I, I, I've gotten those warnings many times and, and that's normal. Okay. Your wife is going to, you know, her intuition is probably going to be good when it comes to that thing. You know why? Because God put it in her to warrant to keep you for herself. Okay? You're married. And that's, not, that's normal. That's natural. And when it comes to our protecting our families, it is, it's in our nature to be you know, obedient to certain things. And it's against nature to be otherwise. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
and verse 3 says, you know, it's talking about those without natural affection. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent fears, despise those that are good. So without natural affection, okay? The abortion that's going on, not natural, not normal. Okay, that goes against a woman's instinct. My wife, whenever she's pregnant, you know, she's always worried about every little thing hurting the baby. You know, I, I remember our first doctor when we got married, you know, he was always like, oh, you know, it's not like on TV where the woman falls down and miscarries. He's like, you could fall down the steps and your baby will be fine. He used to say stuff like that. And I don't know if that's true, but he's like, ah, you don't need, you don't need to worry about all that stuff. But, you know, women, they just can't help but naturally, all of a sudden they get real careful. And they get, they get real, uh, you know, they're, they're real worried about those things. My wife didn't know it when she was pregnant with Lana early stage and she was riding roller coasters and she was out tubing, uh, you know, and later she was like, what was I doing? You know, well, she didn't know she was pregnant at, at the time, you know, and after that, but it obviously didn't hurt. Lana's fine and, and doing good. But you know, all that stuff is natural. Okay. And everything in our body, sometimes it tells us. Stay away from certain people. They're dangerous. You know, watch out for that person. You know, they'll hurt you. They'll hurt your family. And, you know, and even as a pastor too, you know, there's sometimes I, I get creeped out by people. They come into church where it's just like, something don't smell right. You know? And I, and I, don't, I don't hold certain things, you know, I, I'm not necessarily going to hold these things against people, but I'm going to watch them. You know? You know, you've been around church as long as I have. You've been around Christian people. You know, you start noticing things and it's just, and you start, you know, when you can start predicting every little thing somebody's going to do that you don't know, it tells you, no, I do know that person. You know, they've been here before, but just, it was that same spirit possessing another vessel, you know, and, and we, we've all seen that before and we've got to watch out for that. And it is, some of these things literally are related to our physical senses that we have. There was one time we went out to eat with a, with a preacher and I didn't know him real well and, and he smelled really weird. And I don't know, it just, it kind of bothered me. I told my wife, I was like, do like, you notice how they smelled? You know, and there were several things that happened that night where it was just like, oh, something's wrong. But I give people the benefit of the doubt. Well, later it turned out, yeah, there was something really wrong. <laughs> there, there was something really wrong. But, you know, now am I going to just say, you stink. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I, w- I would never do that. But let me tell you something. I was paying attention. Why? Why, you know, why would you hold that against me? Why would you be nervous somebody just because they smell funny? I don't know. I guess I just think a pastor ought to have some character. And you ought to have enough character to you know, clean yourself up a little bit. And I don't even know what it was it smelled like. It was really weird. And I don't. But you've all been there before. Something doesn't smell right. Something's fishy. Here, you know, things just are adding up and there's people out there, there's professionals, there's profilers and things. They know how to identify things. They can look at somebody's clothing and tell you because they're wearing this, because they're doing their hair this way or doing that. They can tell you everything about them. They know how to do it. But most of us, while we can't do that, we naturally pick up on those things or we instinctively pick up on those things. You know, it, I can't tell you, you know, the woman was wearing this, she did her hair that way, and therefore that screams hussy or whatever. You know, I, I, I don't know how to do that, but at the same time, I know one when I see one. All right. Why is that? It's 
natural instinct. Okay? And these are things that God has given us. And so we've got to, we've got to ask God if we're going to get these things right and be able to protect ourselves, God's got to give us that perceptive heart. And that means we've got to stay right with Him. That means we've got to be walking in the Spirit. And if we'll do that, He'll give us that heart, that good perception that will keep us safe. But then also, we've got to make sure we use our eyes. Okay, Proverbs, He mentioned eye, their eyes to see. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, turn to Proverbs chapter six, 7 and verse 6. Okay, Solomon speaking here. He says, For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones. How do you know he was a simple one? He was just looking. He was probably acting like an idiot. Alright? You know, he's, this is a wise man talking here. You know, we can spot the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. He just looked at that kid and he knew he was dumb. Why? He was probably dressed up like a gangbanger, probably had his hat on sideways, you know, wearing droopy pants. All right, this guy's clearly an idiot. I don't know. I don't know what they did back then to, you know, express their stupidity with their clothing. I'm sure they had something back then. But then he turns out to be right because what's he doing? He's passing through the street of her corner uh, and went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Why is he in bed at night? You know, most young guys that have some wisdom, they're working during the daytime. And so they're tired at night and they want to sleep. But this punk's been sleeping all day, been you know playing video games all day or whatever, you know, and doesn't have anything better to do. So he's up at night in places that are dangerous. And guess what happens in places like that? And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. He was able to tell by her clothing what she was. And he, and he said she is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without now in the streets and lies in wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him. And with, and with an impudent face set on him, then she goes and basically seduces this guy. And he didn't even realize that he was, I mean, heading to his death. And he's looking at this and he sees it a mile off. He sees this. And he's saying specifically what he's physically seeing. But he's, what he was physically seeing was no different than what that young man was physically seeing. But you know what? He saw even more, didn't he? He saw the future. He saw the heart of both of them through just physical things he was looking at. And it's amazing what people can often look at and it just goes right over their head. And part of that is because we have been conditioned and we have been trained not to judge. You know, we are not supposed to judge anything. Judge not. Judge not. You know, we're supposed to see with our eyes. And we're supposed to understand. And we ought to, you know, you know, if, if some guy comes to your house, I mean, dressed up like a weirdo, you know, you don't let him hear your kids. You know, oh, I, I know he's dressed like a queer, but I mean, you know, we shouldn't judge. Yes, you should. It is natural for you to do that. It's natural for you to protect your children. And you're going to let some guy that you know, looks like that around your kids. Don't do that. OK, follow your instincts. OK, your instincts are telling you. Stay away from that guy. But you've got Hollywood. You've got the news media saying, how dare you think that way? You know, sorry. That's just human. Being, I'm being human. I'm, being, it's, I'm following my natural instincts. And our natural instincts say, stay away from perverts. Stay away from the strange women. Stay away from people like that. And people dress the way they do for a reason. Everyone dresses the way they do for a reason. And you can, you can tell a lot about somebody by how they dress you can often tell where someone's from by how they dress. When I was in Texas last week, 
As soon as we got into tech, man, I saw all kinds of people in cowboy hats. You know, you don't see a whole lot of that around here. Somebody gave me like a cowboy hat when I was there, and it just, it didn't look right on me with my Yankee clothes and, you know, my tennis shoes and things like that. It just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really pull off the cowboy look. All right? I just, um, it's, it's not genuine. It's not authentic. The rest of my clothing doesn't go with a cowboy hat. I look like an idiot. All right? But if I do that. And so while most of us, we don't know how to articulate what someone is about by their clothing, by their hair, how they do their makeup, you know, but those things, we still have instincts and it's going to cause certain things to rub us the wrong way. And we ought to pay attention to those things. There are some people, you know, they have, they've been trained. They know how to look for these things. They know how to identify it. But most of us, we just go off natural instinct and just experience. And so we're supposed to look. We're supposed to learn. Proverbs 19.25 says, Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware, and reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. Okay? One of the reasons we're supposed to smite scorners, one of the reasons, you know, one of the punishments they had back in the Bible times we still should have is giving people lashes. Well, why would we do that? That's kind of mean. Alright? If somebody's a scorner, they're usually somebody who can't be helped. Okay? Why beat up on the scorner? It's not for the scorner. It's for the simple one. So the simple person who's maybe on his way to being a scorner, he'll look at that and say, you know what? His way of life doesn't lead to pleasant places. I'm not going to follow his path. And hopefully he will see and he will judge and he will not do those things. And I wish we could get people back to judging again so we would see how what our world does when it comes to marriage is failing and makes people miserable. So we would see that our world is failing, that our government is failing, that our schools are failing, that everything is failing in this country. And we would look at it and say, you know, what? I don't want to have anything to do with that. But we've been taught, don't look, don't judge. No, you need to look, you need to judge, you need to have eyes, you need to see, and you need to ask God to help you not just see things with the 2020 vision where you know how to read the letters on a chart, but you can see what you're supposed to see. You'll be able to have some real perception and be able to understand that, you know what? I need to stay away from that because it's this type of behavior that will ruin your life. And many people, they don't have eyes to see. I can't believe how many people have been there when somebody's gotten blackout drunk and passed out drunk, and yet they will continue to drink. They've been with somebody, they've had a friend that's died of a heroin overdose or died of some kind of drug overdose, and yet they weren't smart enough to see that physically with their eyes. They physically saw it with their eyes, but yet they're going to go shoot up the next week. Why is that? You know why? Because they don't have eyes to see. God didn't give them eyes to see. And many of these people too, you know, are, I'm afraid they just are reprobate. Saying, you know, homosexuality, you would think they would see all the AIDS, all the disease, all the suicide, all the misery. The fact that the people themselves look like freaks and they would see that and say, I don't want this type of life. But you know what? Those people are blind. They, they're seeing the same thing. They, I, I don't have good, very good eyes, visually speaking. But I can see I don't want to have anything to do with that. There's some of them, they might have 20-20 vision, but they can't see that that's a destructive death style. And they do, and they, they continue messing with that stuff, and they ruin their lives. So we, do, we should learn from other people's misery, and we ought to learn from other people's happiness. But we get deceived because most people are doing what our flesh wants to do. So we tend to see what we want. 
And what we must do is consider the end of a thing. But that's where we get to see, folks, a lot of what our world is doing, it's what that base sin, sin nature in us wants. And so we often see what we want to see. And we've got to ask God, Lord, help me to see the real thing here. Help me to just trust you. And if we would do that, we would avoid a lot of mistakes. But then finally, we, so we need to perceive with our heart. We need to see with our eyes. And we need to hear with our ears. Now, there's a lot of people that are not deaf. But yet they can't hear. Matthew 11, verse 13 says, For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias which was for to come. And he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Alright, was Jesus here being discriminatory towards deaf people? Was he saying, alright, I want everybody to come except for those hearing impaired people. Not supposed to say deaf anymore. No, is that what he's saying? No. The people that were there, they were able to hear physically. They weren't deaf, but some of them were incapable of hearing and understanding. Why? Because they had hard hearts. Matthew 13, verse 10, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speak a sound to them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they, seeing, see not. Okay, They have vision, but they can't see what they're supposed to see. Hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with the heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. And then he goes on to explain the parable of the sower. Well, he already told him the parable of the sower. He had already told him the parable of the sower before this, but nobody heard it. They heard his words. They knew what he said, but they didn't hear it. They didn't understand it. And so Jesus now is telling them, hear ye the parable of the sower. What's he doing? Now he's explaining it to them. So they will understand it. So they will hear it in the deeper, in the deeper sense. And so uh, we, need, we need to ask God to give us ears to hear. We need to learn how to hear what people mean and not just what people say. And I, I'm amazed at the lack of wisdom people have when it comes to some of that. And we're so quick a lot of times to just pounce on people because they don't say the right thing exactly like they're supposed to. Well, you, sometimes you need to know what they mean, not what they say. Okay? And with preachers, you've got to do that too. There's a lot of times preachers, you know, we just repeat stuff, you know, and it's like we say things that are factually wrong, but we don't, you know, maybe we don't mean what we actually said. Okay? And there's been times before where I've, made, I've said things in the wrong way and you, know, you get called out for it. Oh, you think that... Well, yeah, now that you mention it, that is kind of what I said. But that wasn't what I meant. You know? And, you, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at hearing a message. And we even I, I've heard guys before, while they preached heresy, I don't think they believed heresy. You know what I'm saying? 
They said the wrong thing, but I, I, that's not what they meant. Okay? Unfortunately, they just repeated another preacher that they heard that probably was a heretic. And they, they made the mistake of trusting. But when you actually question these people and give them a chance to clarify it, they often don't believe what they said. Okay? It's just sometimes we have bad terminology. And I know I've been guilty of that before. But, um, so, you know, Proverbs 9.13 says, A foolish woman is clamorous, she is simple, and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go ride in their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are, the get, are, the, uh, uh, are in the depths of hell. Okay? And she's saying good things to him. She's saying things that sound good, but what she's really telling him is going to lead him to hell. And we've got to learn to hear that. There's a lot of preachers that know how to stand up and make things sound really good. Well, that sounds like good preaching. You'll hear a bunch of people in the audience. That's good preaching. But if you listen to what they're saying, what they're actually saying will lead people to hell. And so you got to watch out for that. You've got to ask the Lord to help you with that. We need to understand there's people out there who want to do us harm. Ephesians 4.14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. There's people out there that want to trick us. They want to lead us captive. They want to lead us astray. And they are tricky. And we've got to learn to not just hear what they are verbally saying, but we got to understand where they're really getting at, where they're really coming from. And so we don't get deceived. And so, you know, two plus two always equals four. Okay? Two plus two always equals four. But you know, when people's stories aren't adding up, it's because something's wrong. Alright? Something is off somewhere. And a lot of times, too, we we have a net, we we just kind of naturally know when stories aren't adding up, even if we don't know how to put everything together, we don't know how to write out the formula. We know that something's wrong. Okay, for example, if I told you three hundred and seventy-four times twenty-seven equals six hundred forty-three thousand two hundred two. Okay, anybody think that's right? Okay, now. Probably not, right? Now, does anybody know what the answer to that is? No. But your natural instinct tells you that number is way too high. That an- I don't know what the answer is, but I know that's not right. Okay? We just instinctively know, and, and I, I understand it's a mathematical impossibility. You, know, you, you might be that smart to figure it out. But you know, some of you just instinctively, you know, that, that just didn't sound right. That was too big of a number. I don't know what the answer is. And that's how it is a lot of times when people tell you their stories. Yeah, I, I know some preachers too. I, I have thought about, you know, it'd be fun to just do a timeline of their life. You listen to them tell all these stories about themselves and they've lived 50 lifetimes. You know, they've done everything, they've been everything, they've been everywhere and it's like, you know, it's, it's amazing what they've crammed into one life. And it's like, I can't prove anything you're saying is false, but I know it's not true. <laughs> I can't prove you're a liar, but I know you're a liar. You know, and it's, it's, it's instinct. We just we know it. Even though we don't know how to add it up, even though we haven't written out the timeline, even though we haven't documented the evidence, 
we know that something is wrong. Why? Because we're, we're hearing. We've got some perception. We know that something's off. And so when your creepometer, your gaydar, your lie detector, when all those things go off, just real quick, some things that you should not do is don't go broadcasting your feelings, especially if it could hurt someone. Okay? If, if, if somebody comes and visits this church and your gaydar goes off, okay, don't go telling everybody in the church you think he's a queer, all right? You know, you could really hurt that person, okay? But you know what? Go ahead and keep a closer eye on your kids. You know? Keep your eye, you know, keep your eyes open. Just watch, all right? Make sure my gaydar has gone off before with people, not here in church, and it turned out I was dead wrong. As far as I know. No, but no, in, in one case in particular, I thought something is wrong. Something is really weird. There was something, and I don't, I don't want to go into the details of it, but I found out, you know, yeah, not only was I wrong, but yeah, there was something that was a little different about this guy, but it had nothing to do with anything bad. But it just is uh, something, something major. I was wrong. I'm glad I didn't go telling people. I think, you know, that guy, that guy's queer. I'm glad I didn't do that. Don't go broadcasting that. You know, you need to pay close attention and just be careful. We ought to always be careful, all right? Always be protective of your family. You know, don't go, the other thing, don't, don't go scanning people. You know, just let feelings come natural, all right? So, man, I, I want to have good perception. I want to have all these things. And just whenever somebody comes to visit the church, hmm, how do I feel? Okay, no, that's not how it works, all right? Don't go, don't go scanning them, you know? Don't do that type of thing. It's, it, it's those, it's, remember those first impressions, okay? And they do, they come natural. We don't always know how to explain it, but if, you do, if you're just suspicious and you're checking everybody, you're going to get all mixed up. Don't do that to people. That's not fair. Practice righteous judgment. Be fair. Give people the benefit of the doubt. And you know, don't be afraid of getting hurt a little bit, all right? You know, there's people out there that unfortunately they're going to they're want to lie. They want to take advantage. And, you know, we need to be willing to put ourselves out there and, you know, and let people take advantage of us. I have people all the time that call me up asking questions, people emailing me asking questions. And I don't know, some of the people are sincere that I think are just, you know, they listen to preaching, they want to know. But sometimes I think, I think this person is trying to, you know, use my words against me. You know, I don't know for sure. But, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm careful. I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to be nice. And, you know, it, it, listen, if, if somebody comes along, and I've had preachers that have done this, that came along and tried to become friends with me and succeeded. And you know what? It is no great accomplishment to become friends with me. That is not a great accomplishment. I like people, all right? If you, if you become a friend of mine, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but you, you've not accomplished a great feat, alright? I get along with people real well. Now, if you are somebody that I just don't like, that's a pretty good accomplishment. There's not that many people I don't like. If you're somebody that I consider an enemy, that's a really good accomplishment because I, I'm just not like that with most people. I'm willing to put myself out there, be vulnerable, get hurt, but you know, don't do that. But, you know, and then finally, if you feel the need to investigate somebody, respect their privacy, some of these goofballs I know, I mean, they're, call, they're calling people up, you know, from people's past and just doing background checks. You're an idiot, all right? 
You don't need to do that. I know pastors that have done that. You know, there's some pastor, and what instead of calling that guy, they're calling up preachers from his past. You're a moron. You know, give the guy a chance. Well, what if he's got something wrong in his past? Well, let it surface naturally. The guy just wants to be your friend. Be nice to him. Give him a chance. And you know, don't, you know, but no, I, my, I got a bad feeling. I had a preacher tell me one time, he's warned me about He's like, I don't know what it is, but just something's seen. I just feel like there's something wrong. And I said, do you really want me to hold him accountable for your feelings that are just based on no facts? How is that fair? You know, if you want to be creeped out by him, if you don't want to have anything to do with him, fine. But don't make me do that, too. That's that is not righteous judgment right there. That's just foolishness. And so we need to practice these things and understand we I, I do think when it comes to following our instincts that we ought to do it. God put it there for a reason, but we've got to make sure that we're right with God. If we're not right with God, a lot of times God won't give us those instincts and we will end up in all kinds of trouble and we'll end up in destruction. And so I hope that was a help to you this evening. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all your blessings. I pray you'll help us to just follow these things in your word. I pray you'll help us to just uh, protect ourselves, Lord. And that you'll help us have wisdom and give us the, the heart and the eyes and the ears that we need, Lord, to protect ourselves. In your name we pray. Amen.